All right, you guys, welcome to another subscriber first wholesale deal, uh, wholesale deal interview. Um, I have a special guest today. He's going to share with you guys the same thing if you guys haven't listened to um, other one. Um, basically, I'm going to have him share with you guys his stories and obviously how he first executed his first wholesale deal and made 7500 bucks. So um, I don't want to take any more time. Let's get right into it. Uh, so you guys, help me welcome Jade. And also, too, you guys are interested in learning about wholesaling houses, smash the subscribe button. And if this interview add any kind of value to you, even a tiny bit, show Jay some love, smash that thumbs up, and uh, let's get into it. Jay, what up, buddy? What's going on, Kong? How you doing, man? Hey, very good, man. Happy Monday. You too, you too. Happy good Monday. It's good so, to start like this. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I hope you had a good weekend. Thank you. You too, man. Thank you. Hey, let's get rocking and rolling, man. So let's get into it by sharing your stories, how you discover real estate, and obviously leading to you doing your first wholesale deal. Yeah, so actually my real estate um, career kind of started about 2005. I've been doing mortgages um, ever since then. So started doing mortgages in 05. Um, that's all I've ever known. I've known about flipping and different things. And um, wholesaling actually didn't even come to my attention until about last year. Um, from uh, Cody Sperberg, the clever investor, because he's actually local here in Arizona to me. So he never really mentioned the word wholesaling. He just said what he was doing. So it never, I could never put two and two together after doing some research. So did a bunch of research, thought about buying a course. Then I backed out and I was like, you know what? I can maybe look up all this stuff that he's doing. And then uh, I decided to actually hit it full force, prob probably about, a month and a half, two months ago, um, after getting all my ducks in a row and just kind of figuring out the basics and then decided to, to hit things full force. And then, then, uh, so the deal that I got right now, well, that I, that I closed on, um, that one actually kind of started, it was kind of weird. So we had a client that was in a really tough position and they were like, Hey, I need some help. And I just kind of went over all everything available for them. I was like, Hey, we can't do a loan, but you can go get a title loan. You can go maybe get some money from a friend, family member, et cetera, to catch yourself back up. So you don't foreclose. And I was like, and the worst option you can do is looking at if you wanted to sell the property um, to an investor, they could possibly look at buying the home. So she thought it over actually for about 48 hours. This was on a Friday. She got back to me on a Sunday which was the 24th of June. It was like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to sell the house. And I was like, are you scared? She's like, yeah, I'm going to sell it. <laughs> She's like, I just want to get from under it. I'd much rather make money than them take my house and I can start over. And I literally ran over to her house right then and there and actually had her sign a contract within like two hours. <laughs> of Dang. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that one got, that one got super lucky, but it, it was more or less identifying it. Cause before I had a ton of those come across my table. And I just never identified any of them. It was just like, all right, I can't do anything for you. I'm sorry. And just kind of like let it go. But now it was like, I can actually help you overall, not just like a, a stopping point for a lot of these people. So she super appreciated it. Um, still to this day, she's like thanking me for helping her out, getting her out of that situation. So it was cool. It was very, very cool. Nice, nice, man. So Jade, so basically, so now you got her. Uh, so how did you... So you did not buy the course. I did not. No, I didn't buy. I didn't buy any of his courses. Um, I, I'm I'm a very like 
try to do as much as you can for free kind of guy <laughs> and try to figure out a lot of stuff, especially in this day and age. Um, if you're talking to me back in the nineties, I definitely probably would have bought, bought a course, but this day and age there's just a lot of information out there and just searching YouTube, searching wholesaling, your stuff came up. Um, there was, I, I clever investor stuff. Some of it came up, but it was really old. So I didn't really pay attention to it, but a lot of your stuff came up, which was like 15, 20 minute videos, just kind of going over the basics. I just kind of watched some basic stuff, really, and just kind of got myself more familiar with it. And since I understood the real estate side of business, like knowing property values, looking up, uh, I can even look at what some people purchased their home for last time, what they did the balance on last time. So I can kind of get a gist of numbers to see if it even made sense for a lot of these deals. And I already kind of knew how to look up ARVs because that was pretty easy. That's what I do on a daily basis to make sure people can buy homes or refinance their properties too. So it, it kind of all flowed. It was really just putting the two and two together. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Jade, I completely, uh, I completely agree with you, man. It's like in today's days, there's so much information on there, but I think most people, what they do is they just don't want to put in the time to work. They want, um, you know, they want to try to do what's easy and then get the quick money. But you know, you have to put the time to work when you start out and when you don't have the cash, you just got to do everything that's free. And like you said, all the information is pretty much there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of information. And, and, and I think that's probably one thing that I, from being a mortgage guy is that stuff's always changing constantly. So I'm constantly probably every two months having to relook up something to make sure it's current. And this just kind of flowed into, into my normal day-to-day -day basis, just making sure I got all my ducks in a row and everything and reading contracts and all that stuff was pretty easy since I do that also on a daily basis. Gotcha. Now, Jay, how did you, so where did you get your, uh, so where did you get your uh, purchase of contract? Um, actually I got the contract from the wholesale elite. They had um, a bunch of people uploaded different contracts and there yeah. was like six of them on there. And I found the one that was least complicated, but hit mm -hmm. all of the points that I needed it to hit. So it wouldn't be, cumbersome for anyone looking at it and it also wouldn't be cumbersome for me to explain it to someone when I'm gotcha. explaining the content. Gotcha. So Jade, on Wholesaling Elite uh, yeah. Facebook group, there is assignment contract and the purchase sale contract? Yeah, there's a, there's actually a lot of stuff people upload, upload on there. There's assignment contracts, um, purchase contracts, JV contracts, and even some scripts for basics of if you just want to talk to people and cold call, like everything's on there. Everything gotcha. Awesome, man. So for those of you who's looking for that kind of stuff, join Wholesaling Elites. We're going to definitely send them some clients right now or some, uh, some follower. So, um, Jay, now let's walk through. So let's walk through the, let's walk through the numbers on this deal really quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the property was worth about 140 to 148 was about value on it. Um, she owed, I think it was like 66,000 on it. Okay. Uh, there was like a $10,000 um, silent second that was on the property from when she purchased the house as a, I think it was a HUD home. So it was a down payment kind of assistance on there. Um, so all in, she was about, and I was even with back payments and everything. So all in were about one. So about 77 ish okay. is about all in. Um, we ended up getting under contract for, 92.5. Okay. And what was the repair on it? Uh, repair is actually pretty minor. Um, it was about anywhere between seven to 10, depending cool. on how, how 
how many little different things people wanted to go over. Okay. Uh, the most interesting thing about this deal is it actually ended up selling for, I, I wholesaled it for a hundred. So that's where I made my seven and a half. And then one of the agents that I ended up bringing in on the deal, she actually sold it to her in buyer for one Oh three. So she ended up making her three grand and I made my seven and a half, <laughs> but she brought in the buyer and I didn't look, no money came out of my pocket that I wasn't expecting to make. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now did you, so did you assign it to the agent and the agent is assigned it to the buyer or did she just bring in the buyer? She just brought in the buyer and then and mark it up. Yeah. And then we wrote an addendum to um, additional compensation on there. So we actually bumped up the assignment fee on the assignment contract of three grand. And then we just delegated with title three grand goes to her 7,500 goes to me. Nice. Nice. So now, um, how long did it take you to find a buyer and what kind of buyer, uh, what kind of buyer uh, bought this property? It took me, I did it on the 24th. I think we had the contract signed. It was that Thursday. So the 24th is on Sunday. So it would have been what, like four or five days later. We actually had the buyer. We had, I had three buyers from Craigslist reach out to me and then three buyers that the um, agent had. So she had three buyers that were interested and the type of buyer that was in the area, he actually only invests in this specific area. So he actually owns a brokerage himself also. Um, out here in Arizona, the properties themselves are getting kind of scarce of people getting homes. So what he's been doing is actually buying homes like this, then fixing them, doing whatever needs to get done, and then just literally marketing them right back out to his clients that are already pre-qualified. So he's making money not only on the buy and sell, but also on the renovation difference part that he's selling it to their client for. Gotcha, gotcha. Because, and the reason why I asked on this one, it's because it does not seem like it'll make sense if you sell it to um, an investor that wants the 30%. So if, you, if we were going to go, if we were going to go by the, uh, the 30% rules, right? Mm -hmm. The rule of thumb, the 30% rules, this deal does not make sense. Yep. So yeah. ask yeah, and a lot of it in Arizona, a lot of the guys actually have one guy that's up to okay with 10% making money when it's, when it's all said and done, he wants to make 10% at the end. And I, and this investor, he was okay with 15% um, because of him just owning the property and being able to market it to his clients because he's going to make money on the real estate transaction and he's going to make money on the actual rehab at the same time. So he was okay with taking less. Very nice, very nice. So for those of you, you guys, um, I definitely want to make sure that you guys can get the deals and make the most you can on it and not lose on um, and not lose on deals. And there are deals where we're going to lose. But um, this is a perfect, um, perfect, uh, I guess the word is perfect scenario where the 30% the, 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 the rules of thumbs, it's just a rule. Not necessarily you have to lock it up on the contract at that price to be able to wholesale it. Um, you know, right now we are, um, so you got to understand your market and you got to understand your buyer because a lot of times with us right now, uh, we're locking property up under contract at a 20%, 25% discount because we know our buyer would buy it at 20% discount. They don't need the 30% discount. In Jay's situations, his buyer willing to buy that only want the 10% discount, you know, 15 to 10% discount. So if you lock it up in a contract at 30% discount, look at it, your spread. But a lot of times now you don't lose on deals because you're like, hey, the 30% rule doesn't work. The 25% rules doesn't work. The 20% rules doesn't apply. But 
But man, these, this buyer, my buyer is willing to only need 10 or 15% discount. So you can still lock it up and make a little assignment fee right there. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I want you guys to understand too is, you know, realtor are somewhat are, you know, some of them get their license and just like Jade here, the guy's a broker, she buy this. When he go and read list, you think about, you know, making the on the other side and also too is he doesn't have to pay um, two and a half to three percent on the listing agents because he's already an agent himself or herself. Yep. So, yeah, so, he, so yeah, he's double dipping, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they take that into consideration when they make offer and they're willing to pay more than other guys that go and having to get hard money or private money because they got to take that. And then when they go to relist the property, they got to take into consideration where they got to pay, you know, the listing price and, you know, the listing agents and the agents that's going to bring the buyer. So um, it definitely does help. Yeah. Uh, so now, Jade, how did you, so you found this buyer. So how did you find this, uh, this buyer? Did you cold call a lot of agents or what? No, no, this is actually an agent that I worked with on a purchase transaction. She's in um, a little specific area that I'm in. And we had worked on a bunch of different transactions. And I just kind of like poked at her. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm looking at getting into this. And she was like, you know what? I have a bunch of cash buyers I know all around. And I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna hold you to it. And then immediately, as soon as I got under the contract, I was like, hey, I have a house. And she was like, perfect. She's like, I, I have people that'll buy it. So we, we've done business before with, with different types of transactions with me on the other end, but she's also really close and like, she literally sells homes and probably within a 20 mile radius from where she lives. So she knows the market very, very well. And she was a, a great contact for me to have. And we're actually going to be doing more deals because that investor was like, hey, just bring me as many as you can. He was like, I, I want as many as I can in this area. He's like, whatever you can find me, let me know. If the numbers make sense, I'll buy it. Nice, nice. And let me tell you guys one more thing here. Um, so basically now Jade is connecting <clears throat> Jade is connecting with somebody and agents that has buyer that's willing to pay ten to fifteen percent. That's like basically that's all they want to make is ten to fifteen percent on uh the investment. And now if whoever it is, so let's just say if I'm in the same market as Jade and I was trying to market in that area, see if I don't have those kind of buyers in my pocket, uh right, if I'm not aware of those kind of buyers then all I'm doing is I'm competing with Jay right now and I have to lock coffee up on the contract at a 20, uh, you know, 25, 30% discount. And when, when we compete, obviously, you know, who's going to, you know, obviously who's going to be able to have more uh, potential of tying the deal under the contract is Jay because he's, he has buyers where he can tie the, the property up on a contract with the seller. At a, so basically he's willing to pay the seller or offer the seller a higher price to lock that property out of the contract versus me where I, where, where, where my buyer, that all my buyer is at, you know, 20 or 20 or 25 to 30% discount versus Jane. So you guys, you know, connect with and find those kind of buyers. Um, and the, you know, the, the more you can get those kind of buyers, the more you can offer to the seller. And especially in this market is so competitive. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, that, that's kind of why I, um, I'm doing a specific area that I'm in because there are a lot of wholesalers that are in more of the metro area. I'm more of on the outskirts where home value is definitely much lower, but the potential is definitely much higher because no one's, no one's doing it. And also you also have the guys from the metro area that are coming in and they're offering those 30% discounts and people are like, well, 30%, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to pay you money. 
or I'm going to be making out with a couple thousand dollars and it just doesn't make sense for them. Because a lot of these people still have mortgages on their house that are in this specific area. So you're talking a very average price home with very average price people. So there, you, you definitely have to put a little bit more in their pocket for it to make sense for them. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, um, Jay, what is the ARV uh, in your market for like a 3-2? Uh, three, two right now, about 1500 square feet, 1400 square feet is about average about 150 to 170 ish, just depending nice. on that, like pools or anything along those lines. Um, you can get definitely higher, but that's about where you're at average wise. Gotcha. Yeah. That is a great, um, that is a great market that you're in, man. Um, yeah, it's super nice. And you, you and like I said, you have a lot of average people too, man. So you get, you get people that want to move here. You get people that are willing to sell. Um, plus, when the market crashed, a lot of a lot of these people are buying those three twos for like sixty grand, seventy grand, and now they're like, "All right, if I can make some money, I'm okay." Most of them are making money, even if they even if they wholesale it nine times out of ten. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So let me do. Um, so basically, here, let me share something really quickly with you guys here. So basically, the this buyer is gonna buy this property at one hundred three. He's gonna put one. He's gonna put ten thousand into it. Okay, so that sets him at one thirteen. So be, if and since he's an agent, he's gonna go ahead and and list the property once he's all done with it. And, and that is his plan, right, Jay? He's yes. Gonna yeah. He's gonna so if he's gonna go and list the property now, he doesn't have to worry about paying two and a half to three percent on the listing side. So if you, so I typically, you know, on our, um, in our area, it's about 10% after everything's said and done. So I'm just going to go, since he's going to save 3%, I'm going to go 7%. So, um, so that puts him after everything's said and done. Um, if he get full asking price at 148, I minus the 7%, that's paying the commission and all the closing costs. This agent will be at right, right around 137 minus 113. So he's looking, so he's probably looking to make about 24K on this deal. Yep. Awesome. And that's yep. why I just want to break it down for you guys. When, when buyers, they come in and they buy like that, they take, you know, um, all the closing costs and things like that into considerations. Um, and especially when they have their, um, their license, we have done a couple of deals with uh, where there are, we sell direct, just like Jay did, we sell directly to the agents. A lot of times it didn't not work for uh, some of my other investor buyers, but it works for this, uh, this buyer. He's an agent. He's like, Hey, I didn't, you know, I, I can go and I'll save the listing side, et cetera. He's going to go in and do all the work himself. So things like that actually also help, um, you know, your buyer coming in willing to play higher than other investors. That's going to, you know, like savvy investor, they do it all the time. They have to sub everything out or they have to get private or hard money. Yeah. Th this, uh, this agent himself, he's, he's pretty big on the agent side. He does about 15 to 20 deals per month just wow. on his end. Yeah. So he's really big. So, and also I think another thing takes it in consideration for him is that he was, he also just wanted to make a deal happen for his clients. He also wanted to keep his business moving, keep things going, keep his brokerage open, which is important to him also. So it's not just like a one side of thing of, Hey, how can I make money? But it's like, Hey, how can I, how can I keep inventory flowing and keep my clients happy? Cause I think that he said he had six or seven clients that fit into that bracket that he couldn't find homes for because there was either nothing on the market or it wasn't in their area that they wanted. So him being able to get that done, get that client done and then get a referral from that and then make that more and more business is more important to him sometimes. So it's a little bit deeper than just like that single transaction. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Nice, nice man. Yeah, so it's so it basically sounds like this agent's already have fires in his lineup already, knowing that when he bought he when he comes across this type of property, he can go in, clean it up, and then he has to buy it right away already. Yep. Yeah, it probably won't even hit the MLS. I mean MLS at all. <laughs> it won't even hit it. Nice man, nice. Um, dude, that is awesome that you're able to find a buyer like that. You know, if you have um, a few of those buyers that buys that many homes uh, that can buy at that, you know, such a high, uh, like they don't need the, the major discount. Dude, that is awesome, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, he's happy. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. So now how did you, um, so um, how do you find, how do you found this, uh, the seller again, Jade? Uh, the seller actually, they came into one of my offices that they were looking at getting some help trying to figure out an option for, for themselves to either get a loan. Um, and like I said, I just kind of, I, I, I didn't put any pressure on them. Um, I'm more of a like very laid back kind of salesperson when it comes to something like that. I gave them all of their options and then gave them the absolute last one, um, which kind of psychology wise is that that's the one that they thought about the most because that's the last thing they heard. But I was like, Hey, try all these other options, do everything you can to be able to try and get that money. Cause it was like six grand that they were behind. And she was like, Hey, I don't have any option, but I don't mind selling my house if I can at least make some money. Um, and then she was like, can you help me? And I was like, definitely, we can help you out. <laughs> we can definitely help you. Good for you, man. Good for you. Um, so from start to, so now Jade, so you got into, obviously you're in the mortgage, so you're kind of aware of the real estate, speaking of ARV, that's obviously, you know, merging in, it's going to help you tremendous. So it takes you about two to three months to actually close your first wholesale deal? Yeah, it was about uh, about eight weeks or so from, I'd say about actually two months total. Yeah, from the time that it closed, which was on Friday the 6th, it closed. Um, so it was about two months to that. That deal took about two weeks to close. So it took me about six weeks to get under contract and then total two months to be able to get it done. Dang, bro. Nice. Congrats, man. That's awesome. That is, um, I mean, you know, the results you're, you're doing, that's, that's, to me, that's pretty quick compared to uh, when I first started. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You were telling me like six months, man. I was like, oh man, I get a little discouraged. <laughs> Dude. My, oh, Jade, man, my wife and I, um, yeah. <clears throat> so when we first started, obviously we didn't know anything about real estate, figuring out ARVs or everything like that. We didn't even know um, all the real estate term, like REOs. Um, I didn't know that there's a listing agents. I didn't know that there's a selling agents or a buying agents. Like I didn't know anything about real estate. And, uh, man, we, we pay, we pay for seminars, for courses and, and things like that, all kinds of stuff, man, because yeah. there wasn't as much information as it, as, it, as it is now. But yeah, there's a lot of information out, man. And I, and I think that's the, that's the, probably the biggest hurdle and also biggest success for a lot of people is that they're getting overloaded with so much that it's just like getting too much for them. But it's also great because if you know which information to take in and how to be able to regurgitate it. It's great for you. Absolutely great. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, now, um, Jake, could you share with people kind of like, kind of where you were, like, I guess what, what makes you, um, I think you kind of told me already, but I, I really want to hear a little bit more. I know that you're, so in 2005, you're in the mortgage lending business, right? Yep. You're still doing that. Yep. I'm still doing that right now. So how did you, so how did you, uh, so how did you, you merge? Like what, because so what makes you kind of like hey i want to look into something else or was it a coincidence 
Um, no, it, it wasn't coincidence at all. I mean, being in the mortgage industry, you obviously have to, well, being a salesperson in general, you have to be very moving with your market and be able to anticipate any changes. Um, mortgage market is definitely slowing down, especially here in Arizona, because there's a ton of people that want to buy, but just not enough houses. So you get to a point where, yes, you've got a bunch of people that can buy, but the transactions end up taking one, two months down the road before anything ever happens. Um, so me, it was like, hey, what kind of switch can I make? Because technically, I can't be a real estate agent or be active since I have my mortgage license. So this was the next best thing for me to be able to do, to be able to essentially do the same thing, but not have to worry about having the license and any conflict of interest or anything along those lines. Um, but yeah, it really just clicked because I was seeing where the market was going. I was like, hey, this is where the market is. And I need to either flow with the market or I need to be able to get in front of it and, and catch up or deal with the drought that we have nine times out of 10 every like five to seven years in the mortgage industry where everything's good and then it dips down and then it goes back up again. So trying to catch it on that dip part and be able to build my business doing wholesaling. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, how did you come, um, so how did you come across the wholesaling, like what was the first video or ad or whatever that you saw? The absolute first one was Clever Investor. It was on my Facebook page because um, he, he's in Arizona. So his actual like marketing that's on Facebook, most people that are in Arizona see it. And I reached out to a friend that's a really good real estate agent. I was like, hey, what do you think about this guy? He was like, well, he doesn't do too much of the wholesaling now, but a lot of his business is in marketing. And I was like, okay, cool. So I just like looked them up and I couldn't find anything that was like really most recent. So I even watched one of his videos that was like an hour and a half, two hours long. Um, there was nothing I really learned from that other than, hey, here's someone owes this, you get it for this, you sell it for this. And that was a really good part, I think, for conversation piece because he went over that a lot, which I'm super big on is having the good conversation with people and being able to relate to people being able to get that psychology point. I mean, even from sitting next to someone when you're having a conversation rather than sitting across from them. Um, I got that piece out of it, which was really, really well. And then after that, I just kind of like put it off because it, it didn't really give me too much information and then started YouTubing and looking up more stuff. And that's when it started getting more and more in depth and things started making more sense, especially like the contract piece. That was probably the biggest thing that was like, well, how do you do it? if there's all these different people, how do you make the contract work? And then once I figured, cause I'm used to the normal real estate contract where you don't, you don't have that option. <laughs> right. you don't have to do any of that stuff. Um, so once I saw an actual written out contract, I was like, Oh, okay. Now it all makes sense of how you can move the money, earnest deposits, put all the verbiage in there and everything. So you can assign it to someone. Nice. So now, um, okay. So Jade, I'm going to take you back a little bit here. So when you talk to the seller, obviously she can't in and try to refinance or whatever she's trying to do. And she's like, Hey, I want to sell my house. So how was the conversation go where you'd be like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to buy your house. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I, I didn't make it seem like I was the one buying it. Um, I, I made it, I went very much over. These are all your options. Worst case scenario. If you want, you can sell the house. And and she was like, well, how would I do it? And I was like, well, most investors pay about 70% of what the value of the house is. Um, they'll buy it cash the way it is. She's like, great, because I have a bunch of stuff in there. I've been living in the house for a while and I haven't fixed it. And I was like, yeah, no problem. They, they usually buy it for that. I was like, just give me the address and I'll be able to pull up information on it. And 
then she was like, well, well, what about this? What about that? B- basically kind of asking the little questions like, what, how long do I have, et cetera. Um, this one was even more interesting because we had two weeks from the time that I signed the contract to get it done because it was going up for auction. Actually, it would have been going up for auction today on Monday um, at 9 a.m. So wow. we had, so yeah, so we had to work super fast. And so it went from, Hey, I was like, she's like, Hey, you know what I think I want to do I was like, Hey, you know what? I have an investor that's willing to buy it. Let me just come over and get a contract. So I never made it seem like anything was with me. Um, even when I brought the investor over to the house and the real estate agent, she just thought I was working with them to get, to help it get done. And I was kind of more of that, that buffer so that she had someone that she could trust, but I was introducing her to someone else. And so it never looked like I was buying it at all. Um, and that, that's kind of the way I wanted it to go. So she wouldn't feel like I was being pushy or I was benefiting from it or, or anything when I, I really truthfully wanted to help her. Yep. Um, but I, there was an opportunity for me to be able to help and get paid on it at the same time. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I was like, Hey, this is what we can do for you. And she was super excited. She was like, just thank you so much for helping and, and, get me out of this foreclosure situation and putting money in my pocket. So it was awesome. Nice, man. Congrats, dude. That's good for you. Um, It gets even more interesting too. Um, So the investor that bought the property, he actually was reaching out to the lender to try to put bids on the home and they never replied back to him. (laughs) And I got the property under contract and then showed him the property address. And he was like, I've been trying to get this house for like the last two months. And he was, he was like kind of bitten back a little bit. He's like, but he was like, at least you got it for me at a good price. So I'm not, I'm not angry. <laughs> so it worked out well. Now, uh, now Jay, um, people always want to know. So uh, how much was the earnest money that you have to put down? If uh, any? $10. $10. <laughs> tell me you don't have $10 to put down on a contract, man. Now. And then when it comes to assigning it to your, um, assigning it to your buyer, um, how much did they put down at a deposit? Uh, three thousand, non-refundable. Nice, man. I see people. Um, nice. So three k, that's non-refundable, and then you guys closed it within what? Uh, five days. It was like from the time that we got it, it was been seven about seven days. About seven, seven days. days. Finish, yeah. Seven days for seventy-five k, you guys. Seventy-five hundred. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Seventy-five hundred. I'm sorry. <laughs> That would have been way better if it was 75K. I know. Tell me about it. I'd, I'd be on vacation right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, Jay, um, some last word or some tips for those that want to, you know, like, you know, they're starting out and they're hustling, they're grinding, they're going at it. Um, so what kind of uh, what kind of tips, advice can you give those? Man, I, I would say probably the easiest thing for me is God, just be – just be open, but don't be too specific. Um, because I see a lot of people that try to get really, really specific, especially when you're first starting out. Um, I even talked to another guy that handles commercial investments. He was like, it's great what you're doing is being very open because then once you find something you're good at, then you pinpoint on that. And I think a lot of people kind of try to kind of try to pinpoint on certain things. They realize they're not good at it. And then they kind of try to bounce over to something else. And then by then, you're a year in and you're frustrated because nothing's ever worked. Um, I, I would recommend kind of dabbling in a little bit of everything. Um, and also uh, what I preach, I even have a YouTube channel myself, but one thing I preach to people is 
use your title companies to your advantage because they offer a huge benefit and also realtors offer a huge benefit, especially if you know them on a personal level, they can offer you more than, than you would ever know, more than you would ever know. Awesome. Awesome. But Hey, thanks for that, Jay. Now, um, be sure before you give out any personal information, how can people reach out to you? Cause your phone, your email is going to blow up. Dude, it, it's already blown up, man. I, I posted a picture and then I literally have all my friends and everybody's like, how did you make that? What did you do? What did you do? And I'm like, it's super easy. It's like, you just got to do it. <laughs> it's, you just got to be consistent and just do it. But um, you can find me the easiest way I would say is I actually copied kind of your channel because um, mine is Wholesale to Freedom. Um, because it, it was one thing that I, I thought about and I didn't want to set a money goal in terms of when I wanted to do this thing. I wanted to set more of a substantial thing, which is kind of freedom, being able to go out and hang out with my family whenever I want, go on vacations. I can go spend a little bit extra money without having to worry about it. That, that's more important to me than anything. So that, that was my thing. That's why I put Wholesale to Freedom, kind of backing up off what, what you said, Wholesale to Millions. Um, hopefully get millions soon. <laughs> but you can find me on there, um, Wholesale to Millions. Um, if you look me up, probably on like Instagram um, is on my, it's actually under my DJ name. Cause I also DJ too. It's under D E E J A Y J A D E. So you'll kind of see a little bit of everything on there in terms of personal wholesaling um, and just fun, goofy stuff on there also. Awesome. Um, phone number, email address, or is that good? Yeah, I'll give you my email. My email is actually uh, wholesale, the number two freedom at gmail.com. Love it, man. Love it. So you guys, if you are in Arizona, want to reach out to Jade and connect with him so he can, you know, give you some tip advice, help you out, whatever it is. Um, I'll make sure I'll drop all of his contact info in the descriptions. Um, and um, so for those of you who want to reach out to him, last word, Jade, to end this. Uh, grind. Stick to it. <laughs> Because that, that's one thing I could say, I, I'm a very, I'm a very person that I, lo I love to see good results. and I love to see fast results. And um, it usually doesn't take me two months to see results in anything. So I was kind of getting to my wits end. And then this just literally landed in my lap. And I just needed to switch gears and, and get out of my rut and be able to get in a get in a work mode. So keep grinding. I definitely say that's probably the biggest thing is most people is keep grinding. Um, don't, don't get information overload. Like I said, that's thing, a big thing that a lot of people do is they get information overload and they just, it kind of just weighs down on them because they keep asking too many questions about stuff when it's really very, very simple. It's very, very simple. Don't get too information overload and, and just be fluid. I mean, do, do what you think you're good at. If you're good at talking to people, make cold calls. If you think you're good at putting up signs in certain areas, I mean, put up signs. If you, if you think you're you can contact all people on Craigslist and stuff like that. Do that. I mean, just try to stick to some that you know you're good at originally and just kind of flow with it and go with that. Awesome. Awesome. Jade. Hey, I want to say Jade, I want to say congrats, man. That's awesome. You're helping somebody out. You're making money. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing more of your success and thank you so much for taking time to come onto the channel to help inspire and motivate those of you who haven't got your first wholesale deal done. Go and get it done. Thank you, Jay. Of course, man. Thank you very much, Kong. Appreciate it, bud. Have a hey, good day. Hey, not a problem. Have a good one.